Hey everyone, it's Glitch Free Gaming, episode 220. I am your host, Mike, and joining me as always is Paul. So many things wrong with that statement. You're always here, I'm always Mike. With yes. Mike's famous catchphrase. Yay! Yay! I love board games. That doesn't really work, because I do also love board games. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. No, it I'm work if I said it. <laughs> yeah, it works if you say it. Because I like and enjoy board games, but I don't love them. I haven't played board games in... I feel like I'm like, like, now in an AA meeting. It's like, I've not... I've been cleaning the board games for maybe four weeks now, and it's probably longer than that, actually. I've not played board I'm games in a while. really jonesing for some Catan. I am genuinely... I like. Let's just get off the rails on this podcast right away. Mike isn't here, and we're planning on talking about wrestling and shit later. But for now, let's just talk about the fact that I've been watching a lot of Shut Up and Sit Down playing board games. Yeah. And it just makes me really want to play board games. I just want... I want to play Twilight Imperium. I've never played it before, but it looks so good. I don't have eight hours to dedicate to a game, though. No. It's tough. It's all so See, tough. See, the, 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 the day we get paid to talk crap about games, then we can spend eight hours a day doing it. I know, right? That's why I'm, that's why I'm trying to push more of the video stuff. Because video is where the money's at. Yeah, pivot to video. YouTube, YouTube pays real well now where it is. Well, you know, when we start live streaming some board games. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch actually does pay okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, well let's get back let's talk about some actual video games for once. For once. Yes. Uh, for once. I've played like none since the last time I've been here. <laughs> um life and work and every crappy thing that everyone can think of has gotten in the way that's fair i've played tons of stuff but i cut down my list to just a handful of things because i've played like i've done what i usually do where i played like little bits of lots of things or yeah. i played like a ton of i've actually mostly played baba as you which i don't really want to talk about too much because everything i said about baba as you on the last podcast is still accurate like three weeks later and the only thing i have to yeah. say about it really is i've played more of it and it gets even better but there's not really. Yeah, and I can't talk about it in detail without spoiling the puzzles because it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Uh, mm, that's fair. And I'll admit, every single little thing that Kieran posts about that game makes me want to buy it less and less. Oh, uh, I can understand that. It looks. It's so fucking good, though. It's so fantastic. I'm, um, another, I'm just adding another game that I've actually played, which is. All right. Let's start. Let's start with a game from your list then. That is one that I bought since the last podcast, but have not played. And we'll explain after we talk about the actual game a little bit, which is Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah. Um. So I was really, 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 really hype about this. Um. And I thoroughly enjoyed my first four to six hours with the game. Um, it then heavily suffered from, in fact, let's talk about the good first. It's Far Cry game. Shooting's uh, still good. Shooting's still good. Shooting's still on point. It looks really pretty. It looks amazingly pretty. The color, 
colours and stuff they've added yes. in with the post-apocalyptic vibe, and it's just so pretty. It's... Taking that Far Cry 5 map and basically going everything is pink now was a fucking good choice. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. Ama- it's an amazing world just to walk around and drive around, and yeah, um, and no surprise, like I did in Far Cry 5, I spent some of the first few hours fishing and hunting and yeah. just wandering around finding stuff because it's really really pretty um you get to play with some amazingly fun weapons um and amazingly fun customized weapons such as a circular saw blade launcher yeah that's the one they definitely showed in like all the trailers and stuff yeah that you get that straight away at the start of the game and by the time i was six hours in i had it upgraded to you know, it's furthest level. That's cool. Um, which thinks level three. The only thing I could like, the only thing I didn't have upgraded to was, look, it's 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 final premium form, which I think you actually have to pay pay for. Well, oh, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I think it might be a skin for it rather than actually. Oh yeah, you'd hope so. Any significant upgrade to what it actually does. That's a fun weapon. You know, some of the other weapons they've got in there really fun as well um just slight cha- changes to assault rifles and stuff that make them really fun um and then we get about six hours in it's going great i've got all the companions uh i've got bears. yep got bears got dogs got you name it oh got all this insane crazy companions like a doctor who you know is a doctor, doctor but yes yeah um but w- upon your first meeting of her you um you need to get her bag of meds back because she wants to help people and it really turns out you're just getting her bag of bag That's of drugs the most, so she can get messed the up most up-to-date doctor who because she's female yes yes and she's high on drugs uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, some of the missions to <laughs> sure you can take these pills and time to get my just swallow these TARDIS. Don't ask where they are. <laughs> That's basically what that doctor <laughs> character in New Dawn is like. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Man, I want to play this game. It's really fun. All the characters are fun. Uh, the story behind it's pretty good and well thought out. And then you hit the point where you're like, okay, there's this one mission to do. And you do it, and then it's like, oh, there's no missions left. Now you need to grind the entire map to get gasoline. Oh. Gasoline's the currency um, that lets you upgrade your home base and your things in your home base. Post-apocalypse game, makes sense. Yeah, so you can upgrade things like your training facilities, your map making facilities, your garden for food, your garage facilities so you can get better vehicles and helicopters and stuff. And then there's all these different facilities. To progress in the game, you need to upgrade your main base to level 3 to get to the next section of story. Or level four, or whatever it is, I can't remember right now. Um, to do that, you need to upgrade 
every one of the six points, six things inside the base before you can upgrade the main inside the main building to upgrade the main base. It's a lot. Um, and to do this, you have to get gasoline. Of course. Because gasoline's the currency, because it's post-apocalypse. Gasoline is money. Just like in America. Where the game is set. Um, and yeah, so you can do this by taking over outposts. You can do a thing called, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's effectively cashing in an outpost. So you surrender the the outpost to get bonus gasoline all right and then next time like you go back and take it over again and you get double the gasoline you got for taking it the first time okay so it's just and you can do that the same ones over and over. yeah you can do that and they get hard harder and harder every time they've got more snipers they've got more armored big guys that at least sounds kind of fun like those kind of outposts were definitely my favorite part yeah no, those are great um, and then the only other way to get gasoline when that and that is the only thing left to do is to travel the map uh, and find gasoline tankers and take out their their convoys and then steal the tanker and drive it back to your home base or one of your outposts. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the game becomes very grindy at that stage and I don't know if it's just who I am as a person nowadays or the fact that I don't have as much time as I used to to play games, but when a game starts doing that and I lose interest because oh I need to turn that on and grind for another couple hours to get what feels like nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm about done. Yeah. So yeah, at that point I gave up. Uh, pretty much the same reason I actually went locked away from the last Assassin's Creed game as well. It became too grindy. Uh, there was no advancement in the story for my efforts. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm glad I've not reached that point yet in that game. And I worry uh, about when I will, because I, I, I don't know if they've patched it since then or not. It's six. Uh, it's about six, between six and eight hours in. Yeah, I'm probably getting close I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say it's not long after you battle with the bad guys at your home base. Uh, I'm not that far. Yeah, you have a, you have a, a, a spat with them at your home base. Um, or I... close to your home base, like I don't have a home base. Um, yeah, you do. You have Eden or whatever it's called. What you mean, the first island? Oh, you're talking Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I, I thought it was Assassin's Creed. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking... not. Oh, sorry, no, I've not even I'm played still... New Dawn. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, uh, so I oh. picked up New Dawn because it was on sale on Uplay, and I had just up, I just upgraded my PC. Put a new graphics yeah. card in, put a new C- CPU in, and it runs Far Cry New Dawn perfectly. Part of the reason I did it is just because I replaced my monitors with these big like uh, Mac cinema screens that were going spare, and yeah. they're 1440p instead of 1080p, which looks nicer, but as it turns out, requires a lot more power to run games at. And running things at 1080p well, yeah. stretched up just doesn't look very nice. Nah, nah. So, because unlike TVs, like TVs automatically scale things up nicely. Yeah, for 1080p, yeah. But monitors don't really do that. Uh, or at least I don't know how to do it with monitors because I'm an idiot. So, 
So what he did was spent money on a new graphics card. Yeah, I mean, I was going to do it at some point anyway, so I figured, fuck it, I'll do it. Uh, but I've not played Far Cry New Dawn yet, because during the same period of time, my girlfriend got way into Far Cry 4. Like, uh-huh. she practically 100%ed that thing. Uh, okay. She went back and got the, you know, the good ending, the actually sit and wait for 15 minutes when Pagan Min asks you to wait at the start of the game ending. Yeah, yep. uh, she went and got that because she liked the game so much. Um, okay, she played through all of Horizon Zero Dawn again, play like unlocking pretty much everything, and she was looking for a new game to play. I was like, I just got Far Cry New Dawn. I'll let you play on PC, and I'll, you know, it's, I figured it'd be like Steam, where Steam has like the family sharing stuff, where one person logs into the account. And the other people can also play the game and it separates the save files out. Yeah, okay. Doesn't do that. So I had to log into my Uplay account on her uh, like Windows account. And All right. the saves are That's shared. That's complex. It's not that complex. I just had to log in for her. But it means the saves are, com- are shared. So I can't play the game because you also only have one save slot in that game. Oh, so, Okay. So I can't start a new game and play Far Cry New Dawn until she's finished with it because I'll just override her stuff and delete everything. Ah, uh, uh, see. Okay. I did play through the intro before I realized this, so I have played a little bit of it. That's why I know it looks really pretty <laughs> and it plays really good. But that's it all does I've look seen. Really pretty. It does I literally really played pretty. up until the point where you get to the the home base. Oh, okay. So and, uh, you've you've played with. You've played with the first Saw launcher. Yes, a little bit. Super fun. It is very fun. Um, Insanely fun. Bouncing it off stuff to then take out multiple enemies Yeah, becomes a key factor in using that weapon. It actually weirdly it made really me does. more interested in um, Prey 2, which is coming out next month. Because that's oh. the whole like post-apocalyptic first-person shooter thing. And oh, okay. I wasn't super excited for it, I think, because I like the first Rage... Or, not Prey 2, uh, Rage 2. Um, I like the first Rage quite a lot. But this is different developers. Yeah. And it's the developers that made that Mad Max game, which we all kind of liked. Oh, we did actually all like. So. Um, so it's that, but first person. It looks like the shooting's a lot better than the fighting was in Mad Max, which is always a good thing. Yeah, uh, and the layouts of all the kind of it's still a lot of like taking outposts and stuff like that. They all look very similar to the layouts of the outposts in Mad Max, which was one of my favorite parts of that game. So it should hopefully be good. Hopefully, just, just playing New Dawn just made me go like, man, I really am in the mood for one of these kind of games. Yeah, um, I honestly, I suggest New Dawn until you hit that grindy st- stage, and you can probably because you're on PC hack your way past it <laughs> oh yeah there's uh there's ways yeah there are ways. um sadly on ps4 you can't open console and give yourself unlimited fuel no yeah m- maybe ps5 that's what they're gonna add let's hope so <laughs> let's hope so oh, i mean i could probably buy fuel there. i could probably buy fuel as an in-game purchase i don't know ubisoft's usually not too bad about that stuff I actually don't think I could, to be honest. I quite I actually quite like the Ubisoft points you get because I use it to unlock outfits and games and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's really easy to hate on the whole like ah, there's tons of like different 
every publisher wants you to sign up for their thing and connect your account to their thing. Yeah. And on PC in particular, every publisher has their own launcher that has to launch before the game can play. Yeah. But you play, I think... It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Like the... I never really pay attention to it too much, except for like when I first install a game. So I end up just building up points because I'm yeah. playing the games and not thinking about you play because I don't care Thanks. about achievements, but I'm unlocking them yeah, anyway because I'm playing me. the games. Same and then, me. yeah, and then I download uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something. And the first thing I do is I open up the Uplay menu and go, all right, what can I get? Yeah, look, I can get this boat, this, this boat yeah. skin. I can get this outfit i can get evie fry to join my boat for some reason because i did i did that i did that yeah i might have spent real money on odyssey as well though you're an umpty i wanted the the ghost boat the the underworld boat they make your boat look all creepy i I had bad bad kieran bad i I felt bad because i bought the game on a slightly Grey market site, and I was like, "All right, I should probably throw some real money at this as well." Um, no, no, there's nothing wrong with grey markets if you're poor. Yeah, it's true. Um, should we just talk about Odyssey then, or have you got any more you want to talk about? Um, no, I'll happily talk about Odyssey. I mean, I've kind of made my opinions on it clear over the course of the Game of the Year podcast and stuff like that. I think it is a very good game, but I'll, uh, I'd like to get your opinion on it. Uh, yeah, so. Continuing the adventures of I updated my PC and wanted games to like run well on it. Uh, I got Far Cry. I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey, one, is a complete beast and really, really hard to run at decent resolutions and decent frame rates. I've kind of got it where it's nice just now, but it's it's not. It's tough. Even with my upgrade stuff, it's like, ah, no. Um... But yeah, I'm enjoying that game a lot so far. It plays very much like Assassin's Creed Origins did. Uh, for yeah, people don't know, it does. Yeah, for people who don't know, Odyssey is the sequel to Origins where you're in ancient Greece during or after the... It's during the 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 war between Sparta and Athens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget the name of that war. But it's after the, the famous like 300 thing. Because that's the yeah. start of the game. Um, man, I can't remember the names of any of the wars. Man, I like Greek history. Whatever. Um, Whatever, it's in that war. It's in it's in that war. Uh, so, like, the whole kind of setup is that there's a lot of... You're a mercenary, basically, so you go from island to island. Uh, I've only really been to, like, two just now. Uh, but you go to island to island doing missions and stuff like that, and this game is just, like, filled with systems... There's just so many different things you could do. You could play this entire game like doing one thing and never actually touching the main story from the looks of it. Like if you wanted to just play this game as a pirate game, you could do that. Uh yeah, you could. If you, could. you wanted to play through this game doing nothing but um I mean you'd probably it would get quite grindy, I guess is the thing. Because it apparently it does anyway. But if you want to play through this entire game doing the story, you can do that easily. Yeah. If you want to play through this entire game going from area to area and like taking out the war objectives and then fighting battles 
to help you know the Spartans overtake some of the Athenian areas or vice versa you could probably play through most of the game that way it seems that way at least that's how they kind of throw it at you they're very um, much like here's a bunch of stuff yeah. you can do um, it doesn't seem very much like connected to the main story too much it just kind of introduces it and is like here's a system you can do that's big enough that could basically just be its own game yeah right. it could actually no you, you're right yeah I feel like it's got a handful of things like the, there's so many side quests in that as well that feel super fleshed out and detailed which is interesting feels way more like an RPG than Origins did and Origins was already like two steps in that direction yeah. No, definitely. Um, have you reached level 19 to 20 yet? No, not yet. I've heard that's where it gets grindy. That's where it gets horribly grindy. Yeah. I loved that game until I hit level 19 to 20, and it's like, oh, hey, all of the uh, story missions and side missions now are for level 25 pluses. Um, but yeah, go uh, good luck. Bandit camps. Yeah, literally. And then it's like, oh, yeah, and you can take out. You're going to take out. 25 guys yeah we're gonna give you three xp for that Ugh. and you need seven thousand xp to get to the next level i wonder if they've patched you, that at all and you're just like how is this supposed to be fun at this point yeah it's weird though because the level curve before that seems really generous it's very much just like oh i took out a bandit camp and i leveled up i did a couple of story missions and i leveled up it stops doing that. Yeah, I kind of guessed. It um, really does. I hope, I hope that you come back and tell me that that has been patched out and I can go back to playing that game and enjoying myself. Yeah, it'd be good if that's the case. I've not reached that far yet. I'm not too far off from that, though. I just met the main character's father. And... Okay, so you, you're not too far off. You're really not. Yeah, I met the main character's father, then I went to talk to the Oracle of Delphi, and then yep. the Oracle of Delphi was like, I don't know, go do something. I was like, all right, gonna do something. Um, I've not really been ta- paying too much sto- uh, attention to that story so far, because it doesn't seem super interesting. I, I know where it goes. It's part of the reason I'm playing it, is because I know about the end of that game and it's made me interested enough that I'm like I need to see this this seems fucking stupid um this this seems like it has implications for the rest of the Assassin's Creed universe in a bizarre way yeah um but yeah I need to play more of it I'm enjoying it so far though it's it looks really nice it plays really good I like the new kind of um abilities system like all the skill tree stuff Yep, it is really good. Yeah, I think I like it a bit better than how Origins handled it because Origins had a lot of had a lot of like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna get this stuff that I guess the thing Origins did that I or that Odyssey does I really like more than Origins is uh, how it handles assassinations. So it's a Assassin's Creed game. I like sneaking up on people and stabbing them in the fucking neck with. You don't really have a hidden blade in this. I don't know if you get one at some point, but it wouldn't make sense. I never got that far, no. Yeah, at very least, you're using like a a bit of Leonidas' spear and you're just fucking stabbing it into people's necks. Um, Yeah. It's... 
but the way the or the way the origins improved that stuff was that you had to do you had to get involved in the crafting system collect a bunch of resources and then you know grind out a bunch of resources to upgrade your hidden blades to do slightly more damage when you were assassinating people otherwise over time when you assassinated people you just wouldn't kill them you would do some damage and then you'd get into a fight which kind of defeats the purpose of sneaking up on people and assassinating them yeah yeah in odyssey that's not a crafting mechanic anymore there's still crafting mechanics in there for a lot of stuff because it's basically a loot game now um like it's very much an rpg in terms of like you get different levels of weapons and you can upgrade them and you can buy it you can build new ones and there's rules for things that you'll get it's but the the assassination stuff is not attached to gear anymore so you can't craft and upgrade it it's attached to skills now and so you when you start to get to a point where oh or for starters it doesn't seem like you'll ever get to a point where guys of your same level are gonna be able to withstand your assassinations unless they're like you know captains yeah yeah but then the skill tree gives you the option to unlock uh critical assassinations which are basically just you hold the button and it uses a little bit of like your your special meter bar basically and it does like twice as much damage and that will kill a captain so it basically gives you the option of look look if you want to be an assassin get this skill you're in if it's still not doing it there's a second level of that skill it'll do even more damage and it's like great that's like i never thought the skill tree in origins was something i interacted with because i had points to dump into it it wasn't a thing where i was like i really am working my way up to get that skill whereas this one i'm very much like oh i'm trying to upgrade these skills because this is how i play like i'm trying to upgrade uh my heavy attack that breaks shields because i'm using that quite a lot and i'm trying to upgrade my stealth stuff because i'm using stealth quite a lot Okay. And it's quite cool that it gives you those options. And it seems quite good. Also, I've dumped zero points into the archery tree because... And I've dumped loads into Man. it as far as I have. <laughs> I probably should. Come on, those multi-shots are really fun. They're pretty good. But I prefer like just sneaking up on people and stabbing them in the neck. I want to get up and close and personal, you know? Which is the opposite of how I play most other games because most other games I'm like the sniper. <laughs> so... Very yeah, I mean, the, the archery stuff's fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I like the Origins. I've not really messed with it too much. I, um, that's another improvement that I like a lot, actually, is that, again, that stuff's not tied to gear. In Origins, there was, like, four different types of bow that all shot different ways. Yeah. So you had the rapid-fire one that was basically, like, a machine gun. The regular one that was just, like, a regular bow. The hunter one that let you do the weird fucking, like aimed shots like the camera went onto it and it was like the aftertouch mode and fucking burnout but you're controlling an arrow um that was silly whereas these those are now all you can do those with any bow which is good because in the origins i always would like unlock some super high level bow that did tons of damage and then equip it and be like oh no it's the rapid fire one i don't really like these ones great yeah. My strongest bow is useless for me. Thanks. Whereas in this now, a bow is a bow. Which is yeah, good. a bow is a bow, and you can launch an arrow up in the air and multiple arrows come down. Yeah, exactly. And it's really 
cool. It's actually not that useful, though. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it looks really cool, but I'm so sad I got it because it's not that useful for taking out any form of anyone. Guys, you know, get some, get some AOE damage. <sighs> I like the combat in that game quite a lot. It's not the most difficult combat in the world, but they did the the kind of like Bloodborne thing. Like the, the Dark Souls to Bloodborne switch of a lot of people played, a lot of people including myself for a lot of that game, played Origins with a shield. Yep, I didn't. I I played dual, dual, dual handed without See, a shield. I didn't, so I did. It's, it, again, it's the, like, it's the Dark Souls thing where in Dark Souls a lot of people played that game with a shield and it wasn't, the combat wasn't quite as fun as a result. Whereas the combat yeah. is way more fun if you're dual building something or if you're, you know, two-handing something or, you know, whatever. Uh, Odyssey just doesn't give you shields. At least, at the very least, I don't have any shields yet. It doesn't seem like there's a slot on the inventory for shields. Like you get two-handed weapons and you get one-handed weapons and your other hand, when you have a one-handed weapon, is just Leonidas' spear. And it's like, all right, cool. I guess I'm gonna not be sitting here blocking attacks over and over. No, why would you block? Attack, yeah. attack, attack, attack. No There's literally shit. not a block button anymore. Instead of nope. blocking, you do a parry, which just leaves people open to attack. And so you attack more. And it's like, great. If you dodge at the right time, you get like a Bayonetta-style slowdown where you can just mash buttons and hit even more attacks. It's not super difficult. Because, like, I was sitting taking out... Um, oh, God. Another goddamn system this game has that you could probably just ignore the main game and go through like there's a whole mercenary system which is basically like the a watered down version of the nemesis system from lord of the rings and yeah. there's just a bunch of mercenaries walking around uh on the map and they will chase after you when you get a high enough wanted level um but i was just sitting fighting mercenaries that were like several well not several like a few levels above me that i probably shouldn't have been able to beat just because the combat's not that hard and so i wasn't doing much damage but they weren't landing hits so it's fine <laughs> okay, <laughs> well you know I, i'm just dodging and parrying all their stuff and then there we go eventually he'll die i'll use this spartan kick a bunch of times and knock him off a cliff it's also one of the best yeah. moves in any game it is just, just boom. Yeah, just a stupid Spartan kick. Um, so good. It's really good when you're like playing stealthily and you do that thing where you try to assassinate someone but you don't do enough damage. Okay, you like... convinced me to play this game again. <laughs> See? But if you're like up on a wall or something like that, then you just Spartan kick them off it. It's really good. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I... I don't know. I, I like the main character as well. I chose... The lady. I chose the lady as well. Cassandra. Is it? What's it? Cassandra. Cassandra. Is it Cassandra? Um, pretty sure it's Cassandra. She's pretty cool. She's quite snarky. She's good. Uh, people keep like referring to her as like being like related to the gods because she has like this eagle that follows her around, and she's just a lot of her options are just like, look, I'm not a god, but I'm the closest thing you're gonna get. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um. Yeah, I'm enjoying that game a lot. I'm going to try to play more of it, but it seems like it's massive. It is huge, and um, yeah, I really want you to come back and tell me that it is not grindy, but... Hopefully by next podcast. 
hopefully. I've not got much going on this weekend. But I also don't have much faith. Yeah, me neither. But also I'm on PC, so I can just cheat engine through all that shit if I need to. Yay! Cheat engine. Yay! Yay! All right. <laughs> Speaking of cheating at things, tell me about Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, it's Magic the Gathering. <laughs> all right. Tell yeah, me about it's, fishing. It's... <laughs> Honestly, simply it is. So the oddest thing I'm scrolling through facebook camp I'm, I'm at that stage where i've just done like a nine hour shift at work i've come home i've done some other work for some other radio shows and podcast stuff i work on mm -hmm. i can't be bothered turning the ps4 on to start anything that's gonna take me a while i'm scrolling through facebook and i see like a promoted post for magic the gathering arena i go hmm all right let's download that time to finally get into magic you weren't into magic before were you um i've played around with digital magic before you've dabbled physical magic because i know you used to play Yu-Gi-Oh and yep yep uh you played hearthstone for a while play i played hearthstone for a and long time um you've played, played other card games with us but in terms of collectible card games yeah, I've never ever purchased physical magic cards. Yeah, um, you love the Pokemon card game, obviously, because yeah. everyone does, because it's great. Messed around with some digital magic now and again. Never really took it this seriously or understood it um, <laughs> as much as I do right now. The tutorial system for Magic the Gathering Arena on PC is actually spectacularly good at helping you understand how the hell magic works. That's really cool. Um, so if you play through all of the tutorial games, have a basic understanding of how Magic the Gathering works. Um, the cool thing about Magic the Gathering Arena that I've found so far is you can you can use you can go into one match and use uh, a light deck that you know I, I don't know what they're actually called. Um, what are the decks actually called? So you've got Tactical Assault, Dragon's Fire, Graveyard Bash, Arcane Inventions, and Forest Might. So you know you've got your... So are these just like the kind of pre-made kind of like starting <laughs> These decks? are the pre-made starting decks right, that come cool. with it. But you can... And they're, they're each a different type of um, plane or water or whatever that yeah, you use course. to summon. Yeah. Um, and I know Magic gets way more in-depth than that. You can combine like two different types and stuff to create yeah, kind of it's yeah. a collectible card game that's been around for like a decade it's gonna be yeah on a basic level though, be playing this you can use any of these five decks you can play a match with tactical the tactical salt deck um and then come out of that having won or lost it and go right for the next match i'm going to play with this forest might deck instead and you can play around with all five of those decks until you figure out what one suits you and what works for you and what you enjoy. And as you're leveling up, you can then invest your skill points into the skill tree for that specific deck that you've decided you like until you complete it. And I say skill tree, it looks like a skill tree. All it really means is you're getting extra cards for that deck. Okay. Um... 
That makes more sense than a skill tree, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a skill tree because you're adding points to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. different points on a skill tree, but it just gives you a couple of extra cards or whatever. Um, so I've just been playing unranked standard matches. Um, you can, of course, buy packs. Um, yeah, of course. I think it's free so, to play. Yeah, free to play. Yeah. You can buy one pack for a thousand magic coins. You can earn magic coins by playing games, and then you can buy, you know, ninety packs for eighteen hundreds yeah. diamonds. Free to play card game. What a smart idea! Yeah. If only, if only someone like Valve had listened to this idea. Um. So yeah, you can. You can buy different things for real money as well um so 14.99 will get you the explorers bundle which will give you 3500 gems um and then you can buy whatever you want with the gems i will not be spending real money on this game because i am not that dumb <laughs> you're also yeah that makes sense um so yeah you but you get challenges such as so you can earn 500 in-game currency for attacking with 30 creatures you can earn 750 in-game currency for casting 30 black or red spells. Um, and, you know, you make your money that way. Um, you can also earn... So a weekly reward. Next time I play... Next time I have 15 wins, I get 5 packs for free. Not bad. Um, and you, when you level up, you get... What are they? The reward orbs or mastery orbs... You then go to your mastery tree, and that's the thing I was talking about, where you get the the additional cards and stuff like that for you know white, black, red, green, all the different card types. So yeah, it's really fun. And then they've got different things. So you've got Guilds of Rivianica running right now, which I'm assuming is a challenge set to win cards. Yep. So you. You can get seven wins, and you won. You'll win two thousand two hundred gems and three packs of cards for seven wins, and that you know progressively gets lower down to two hundred gems and three packs for zero wins. But to buy into it, you need two thousand gems. So it's right. like a risk reward. Yeah. Spend real money, you'll get stuff back if you're good. Uh, and then you also have the ranked draft core set, which is 750 gems to buy into, or 5,000 in-game coins, and that lets you play with the 2019 core set. Okay. Um, so it's a 15... That is a 15-card rotating draft. Alright, so there's a lot of um, options, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of options. You can also play practice matches, you can play ranked matches, and you can play unranked matches, as you would expect. That's cool. I um, yeah. have been meaning every year they do these like updates to the the Magic the Gathering game. Usually they release them as a different game like every year. And every year I'm like this um, is the year. This is the one. Ma Magic the Gathering Arena 100% suggest it. Like I'm in fact I am going to be honest. I played a couple of games while we were recording the first Who would do half hour of this thing? podcast. Who would um, do such a thing? I lost both of them cuz I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that'll happen. Um. <laughs> but yeah um, so really really fun um, I'm enjoying it and it's one of those games where I can jump in 
play a match, play two matches while talking to someone on Skype or while listening to a music playlist or watching a YouTube video in the background. I'm not having to put all of my focus onto it. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of matches not putting all your focus on it. Of course not. But at the same time, it's a game I can play and not worry about too much. Yeah. Definitely. Because I've not invested any money into it. <laughs> but it is challenging enough to keep... Yeah, it's challenging enough to keep my interest. I also really like... I really like card games. Always have. Um, as anyone who listens to this podcast for any length of time will know. <laughs> um so yeah no i'm really enjoying that how are you firestorm talking about a popular genre at the moment ah yes are you enjoying battlefield 5's firestorm that old wacky wacky genre that everyone seems to love of battle royale right oh, now oh wacky battle royale um i have played a handful of games of battlefield 5 firestorm and I really like it so far. I think Apex Legends continues to be my favorite Battle Royale game. Yep, just because here. it's kind of great and free to play. It's, and it's just fantastic. I didn't buy the season, the Battle Pass. I haven't bought the season Battle Pass yet. I haven't done um, it. It's just, none of the rewards look super interesting. I think that's the one bet that that game has fumbled with. It's like, ah, we got the Battle Pass out. It's like, what's in it? At the present minute, at the present minute I would rather by the new legend than i would the battle pass yeah yeah i think i'm the same and apparently there's another new legend coming halfway through this battle pass i think i should check actually i think i've got enough points to buy the because i'm pretty sure i had enough and i decided not to buy what's his face with the poison bombs um caustic caustic and instead I would who has been completely year. nerfed because they has took he? out all the ledges in bunker oh no so you can't you can't set set up on the roof dropping bombs into a room and locking people in it no you can't oh no that was the they got rid of all of those ledges in the the, um season one update i've not played apex legends in a while i need to do that um but yeah battlefield 5 firestorm is another kind of battle royale game you get dropped onto island at the start of it there's a circle that kind of gets smaller as the game goes on it's got some neat twist to the kind of you know the core mechanics of that kind of thing um if nothing else it's the best looking of the battle royales because it's just battlefield 5 so yeah it looks stunning um it's actually really visually impressive like how they've managed to pull it off and the circle that comes in is like this ring of fire that destroys everything in its wake so like if you're standing at the edge one like the the ring I feel like a lot of games, like in Apex Legends and stuff like that, the ring just feels like this kind of... Does it play Johnny Cash Burning Ring of Fire <laughs> it as it comes at it you? It doesn't, unfortunately. They missed a trick. They didn't they even do that in the trailer. In the trailer, they played um, another really good choice, though. It was, uh, uh, it was Burning Down the House by the band whose name I've forgotten. Ugh, that's going to annoy me. Um, but it was Burning Down the House. And... I don't know. It's really cool though because I feel like in Apex Legends and uh, you know PUBG and Fortnite and stuff like that, yeah. when the ring comes in, it doesn't feel like particularly scary. It's just like a you know it's just a ring, and you'll quite often like run outside of it and run back in and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah. You kind of don't ever want to do that in Battlefield Five, just because it's fucking scary. It is like this. It's this, a wall of fire. Yeah, when it's close to you, the sound of it overwhelms you. So like, you can easily get jumped by people. Like, riding the circle like is you know a normal tactic for this kind of game. It's a lot harder because if you're riding the circle, by which I mean sticking to the edge of the circle as it gets smaller you're not going to be able to hear anyone sneaking up on you because all you're going to hear is flames and you're not going to be able to like you can't really like run out of the ring and loot places uh, on the edge of the ring or something like that in those earlier rounds where you don't take as much damage on the other side because the fire also like destroys all the buildings that it comes through and that's really cool I think the environmental destruction in general is one of the coolest things that the battlefield's like twist brings to it because you find rocket launchers and things like that pretty quickly a lot of the time and that's good because they're not that good at taking out people uh, yeah. but one there's vehicles in the maps and two if someone is looting a building and you can see them you can fire a fucking rocket in there take down the ball and then shoot them which is cool it's, there's been multiple times where I've just been sitting looting a building and then all of a sudden it's just like the roof is just falling in on me and I'm like oh shit I need to get the hell out of here <laughs> this, is, this is bad this has gone bad right away quick. yeah um, which is cool then and the other thing I'd say is that this feels closer of all the like comparisons to the other battle royales I'd say it's probably closest to PUBG because okay. you go down really quickly uh, you don't take a lot of damage before you go down, even if you have like lots of armor. Like you will take a few hits and then you're out. So it's a yeah. lot more. It, it makes sense for a game that like Battlefield that has such like a good sound model. It's a yeah, lot more about. Yeah, it's a lot more about like listening to footsteps and stuff like that, and not getting snuck up on and things like that. Um, which makes the vehicles way more risky because they make a lot of noise. Noise. So it's cool if you get a tank. Uh, and I've definitely seen, like, uh, one of the games I played, uh, I got destroyed by a tank. And the guy, I sat and watched, and the guy in the tank just steamrolled the rest of the game. Like, he got lucky, basically, because no one, no one except for me found rocket launchers. And I was shit enough that I didn't manage to take him out. I just did some damage. Um, yeah. But there's other ones there's like there's a little helicopter it's like a one-man little kind of gyrocoptery thing yeah and it's a bit shit like it can't fly super high which is good because it'd be kind of broken if it could uh but also it's really loud like you can literally hear it from like fucking really far across the map so the game that i encountered in was literally i was I thought, okay, I'm going to place one safe. I'm going to start. I'm going to like parachute out towards the edge of the map or to the edge of the circle and loot some stuff before I actually try to encounter anyone. And I was just sitting looting a building and I just heard this like overwhelming like noise and I was like, what the fuck is that? And look outside, someone just like landed this helicopter there. But obviously he'd brought it out to the edge of the circle and it's so loud he couldn't hear my footsteps. So I just walked around and shot him. <laughs> he just couldn't, he didn't know I was there okay um but yeah it's bizarre because they're so loud they just definitely give away your position so quickly yeah but i yeah. assume there's some good use for them at some point you'll probably find one yeah uh and then the kind of last big change that they do to the genre which i also 
quite like in theory at least but i don't know it's not been that big a game changer in actual gameplay so far is um they don't do well you know how apex legends does i guess all of them actually do the kind of uh the supply drops yeah so it doesn't do that instead it selects two or three areas of the map and turns them into control points like a battlefield game okay and so you've got to go over and capture a control point and if you capture it then you get a supply drop there which is cool because one it forces people or it doesn't force but it, encur- it encourages people not necessarily to work together but at the very least to be close to each other because everyone will be like well i can see that control point's getting taken i know there's someone over there and go get a kill and also get some good loot out of it as well great and so you end yeah. up with these little okay. small skirmishes that are centered around the control points uh, which is a cool idea. I, I'm still not super sold on it because I think a lot of times, I think just because it's quite early still, like the game, the game mode kind of just came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are still scared by that thing. So when control points show up, a lot of times I've just walked up and taken them, and <laughs> no one's showed up to try and kill me or anything because I think people are just like, oh no, there's someone over there. I need to go and I need to go hide. And yeah. I, and then I come out with like purple weapons and like, all right. Time to get killed and then I die. Um, but it's more because I'm bad at the game. Sounds, sounds about right yeah. if you die. It's, it's like a battle royale game. Um, I'm enjoying it. I feel like they really need to make it free to play. The fact that you need Battlefield yeah. 5 to play it is, just means that the player base is never going to be massive because Battlefield 5 didn't do super well and this is not going to be the thing that makes it do super well. If it was or, free to play... They could make it standalone for a city, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Just this one mode. Just make it standalone. Just call it Battlefield Firestorm. Drop the five from it. Make it free to play. Add some cosmetic stuff. Easy. Well, not easy. I've done some game development. I know that's actually fucking hard. But you know what I mean. I feel like that's what they should do because... But easy, easy money. Easy money. Or at the very least, an easy recommendation. If right now... I think Battlefield Firestorm, like, if I was to rank all of the the Battle Royales that I've played, which is most of them, I mean, not most of them, I guess, because there's, like, thousands of them now, but if I had to rank them all, I would put Apex Legends up at the top, and I'd probably put this in second. It'd be a toss-up between this and the, the Call of Duty one, because I really like the Call of Duty one as well. Yeah. Um, Which has the same issue of, I can't really recommend it because it's not free-to-play, but at the very least, they have a a smaller version of the game that you can buy that just has the Battle Royale, don't they? I feel like they did uh, that. It's like a Battle Royale and the multiplayer bundled together or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which makes more sense, at least. Battlefield Five is like, well... Battlefield Five goes on sale quite a lot, so if you can pick it up cheap, then yeah. I mean, it's a good game in general, but if you really just want it for the Battle Royale, I can't really recommend it, because it's, it's not... It's really good. It's one of the best playing ones. It's really fun. But because it's not free to play, that barrier to entry is too high, I think, for this mode. Um, you really need to be dedicated to playing a bunch of Battlefield Five, which is a game that has its own issues in a lot of other places, like primarily just that it doesn't have that much content. Like I I said last year when that game came out that I really like it. It's one of my favorite Battlefield games, but there's still not that much content in it. Like the content that's no. there is some of the best Battlefield content they've ever made. But it's just not There's not worth enough of the it. money. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Firestorm's really good, but it's, it's hard to recommend. If you already have Battlefield Five or you see it on sale for relatively cheap, I recommend it. If not, download Apex Legends. Even if you do, just download Apex Legends. Just download Apex Legends. Maybe the Call of Duty one at some point as well. Blackout? That one's good. Um, Blackout's pretty good, yeah. Uh, they've just added a map for Blackout, which is... About time they had a map in Blackout. Um, Playing in that void for so long was terrible. No, they've added an addition to the map, which <laughs> yeah, is another island. I can't remember what it's called. And then they've got they've added vehicles to it as well. Yeah. That's quite cool. There was already um, some vehicles there. There was helicopters. Yeah, there. they've added they've added more vehicles to That's it. Cool. Oh, there's a tractor in Battlefield Five. This is a stupid little red tractor, which again makes so much noise. It's dumb. Um, Why would you use a tractor? Because it has a I forget what you call them the little hooks on the back, so you can hook things onto it. So you can hook like uh, artillery guns and stuff like that to it and drag them around. Oh, okay. Which is dumb, and I've never seen anyone use it to effect, but it's cool. Um, no, it's just dumb. Well, yeah, okay, it's, it's mainly just dumb. There's, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I thought something else about Firestorm there, and I've just completely forgotten it. Uh, we were talking about Call of Duty, and then I was thinking about Firestorm. Something. You shoot people. Oh, something that's really cool about Firestorm is... Uh, one, the map's really cool, but two, there's only one map just now, but the way it starts is that the map is really, really big, and it starts with the first circle already in place. Okay. So, right off the bat, there's a big chunk of the map that you can't go to, which I think works really well, because it kind of forces that first part of every game it still forces people into a certain part of the map and it it means it's still the same map but every game is going to have well not every game but it means there's like two or three different variations of the map basically because yeah. it's hey this is the round of the map that has the dam in it or this is the round of the map that has the mountains in it and so on so you you have this these variations where some sections of the map are sometimes cut off and so you're never going to go there and other times they're not which I think okay, that's that's kind of cool and pretty smart. Yeah, it's it's a smart way of like not actually having multiple maps, but having you know variation to the map in a cool way. Uh, which isn't actually that different from how the other ones work. It's literally just the first circle is there from the start, which is such a silly little thing. And it's like, oh, everyone should have done this. <laughs> it's it's not that it's not that complicated. Um. But yeah, it's cool. I'll probably play some more of it, but it's not... It's hard to recommend. Yeah. Speaking of hard to recommend, tell me about Fishing Planet. A game it's I've free never on PS4. Oh, that's easy to recommend, I guess, then. Yeah, it's free on PS4, and in general? it is actually... Is it like a PS Plus thing? No, no, it's in general, it's free to play. Um, it is also... What they claim, I don't know this, but what they claim... The most accurate, um, right. and the most accurate and the most in-depth fishing game on the market. You know, you're not selling me on it. 
No, it, it is a fishing game. Um, you start off, you've got a crappy rod, a crappy reel, and you've got a license to fish one. All you can catch is Magikarp. You, yeah, you've got a license <laughs> to fish one pond in Texas uh, and one pond in Europe, and that's it. That's quite a lot um, of distance to travel for shitty fishing. Yeah. Like, um, I can go to Texas or Europe, great. Yeah, you can choose whether to fish in Texas or Europe. Um but the, the more stuff you catch, um, obviously you get more money, and then you can start buying better rods, better reels, better lures, better different types of bait. And then that op- the more money you get opens up more competitions and more licenses in different parts of the world. And you can fish in Australia, Alaska, loads of places all over Europe, the UK, Japan, China um and it gets really in-depth i've never made it past the first couple of ponds <laughs> but i'm fun with it um but i'm having fun with it it's one of those things you turn on you cast a rod a couple of times you catch a couple of digital fish yeah and then you turn it off that's pretty cool I, it's so it's so in-depth though that i haven't figured out a lot of things i can basically change my bait and i can change my rod and change my location that's about it i haven't figured out how to go through and like purchase a new reel and then put the new reel on and do all those kind of things it's it is surprisingly in-depth if you have any want to play a fishing game if that is your kind of thing you've played Bass Pro Fishing, or whatever it is, or Big Bass, or whatever. Yeah, Big Bass. Um, It's definitely worth having a go of, because it certainly is, to my knowledge, and what they claim the most in-depth fishing game out there. This sounds like a Ben game. It's, I'm very surprised Ben has never talked about it. Um, you might have. I might have zoned out. I really, is, I struggle to remember free, the names of those fishing games. It's free on PS4. Um, it's, it's just there. It's in the, well, yeah, it's free on PS4, and it's there in the it's there in the free play section. Nice. So if you if you, if you like fishing, I'd suggest going and downloading it for the amount of time it'll take to download it. It's definitely worth a try. Cool. Plus, I've been watching a lot of fishing videos on YouTube, and oh, no, decided I want to try and get back into fishing again. Oh, no, Paul. You can't go down this hole. You can't be a fisherman. What's wrong with fishing? Uh, I live right. I live right on the canal. You don't really catch much in the canal. Plenty in the canal, but just nothing for eating, which is fine because I don't eat fish. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Just cast, catch, you release. Find, like, bodies. I mean, it's the canal stretch behind my house. So, so definitely bodies. And you're like, I forgot oh, about them. I forgot about them there. Definitely bodies, probably a few shot and trolleys. <laughs> yes, definitely. Maybe a bike or two. <laughs> but no, it's, it's pretty fun. So it's worth downloading. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure that you have another game to talk about, Kieran. You've simply got listed in the dock general PC stuff. Oh, yeah. This is just, it's not really a game. It's general PC stuff. So like I said, I upgraded my PC. And it was a hassle. So I just want to vent about it. All right. Well, this is a place. All right. 
I've got Lie down on the couch. I'll talk about it. I bought a new graphics card. I upgraded mainly because it was on sale. So I upgraded from. I'm sick of all the AMD stuff, partly because AMD graphics cards just now. If you buy one, you get a free copy of Devil May Cry Five, which admittedly I already owned. Uh, Resident Evil Two Remake, which admittedly I already owned, and The Division Two, which was actually the one I wanted because that game's still for price. So um, that was pretty good. Uh, and so I upgraded from an RX 580 to a Vega 64, which is still not like the highest end one. It's, it's pretty good, but it's like a year old, or two years old, something like that, a year and a half. Um, yeah. Like it's a little bit old, but it's still one of the, it's kind of mid-range ones that they've got. Um, and I also, at the same time, I was like, well, fuck it, if I'm upgrading this, I might as well just upgrade the CPU as well. So I bought a new CPU as well. And I went to put the new graphics card in. And I, you've seen my PC case. It's massive. Yes, I have. It's fucking huge. It was way too big. I didn't need one that big. I kind of do now because my graphics card's really big, as it turns out. Way bigger than my old one, which I didn't actually check. And I was like, ah, shit, this doesn't fit in here. Even though it's a massive case. Because it has those dumb, like, hard, like, hard drive bays at the front of yeah. it. Yeah. But they're removable. So I had to remove those to be able to get the, uh, the graphics card in. But there's two of them stacked on top of each other and I need to remove the bottom one. But you can only remove the bottom one after you remove the top one first and then you can put the top one back in. Which is dumb and annoying because I had two hard drives in there. And so I had to unplug all my hard drives and then pull all that out. And then pull this thing out, which one did not want to come out. It was fucking jammed right in there. Because I don't know what I did when I set this case up. But I did something wrong with that hard drive bay and it was just stuck in there. I thought I was going to break something pulling it out. Two cages. Eventually got it done. Got the graphics card in. That's great. Works fine. Went to upgrade the CPU. Pulled my CPU fan off. Took out the CPU fan that came with my new CPU just to see the difference, basically. And realized that they connect differently. Okay. So, uh, this is real dumb nitty-gritty stuff. I just want to complain about it, though. Um, you know, CPU fans tend to have, like, the four little screws that you basically just push in and they just they snap into place, basically. Yes. Um, yours has that. We went through yours when we did that. Um, most of the ones I've had have that. This one doesn't. It just has these like two little metal hooks that drop down on either side of it. And I'm just like, what does this connect to? There's nothing to connect it to. And looked it up, and apparently two... Apparently my, case, uh, my motherboard came with two little bits of plastic that go into those holes that the CPU fan usually connects in with to, to that these type of fans hook onto instead. To hold them in place. And I was like, well, I don't know where those are. <laughs> and screwed those and threw them away. Because you're a nutter. Well, because I didn't know where they were. I thought they were just like dust covers or something. Because every CPU fan I've ever used are ones that snap into those holes. So I had to unscrew those from those holes to snap the CPU fan in. So I was just like, fuck it, throw those away. Turns out I needed those. <laughs> so. Really, Did that's, you have to buy those? I had to buy those. There was like 
they were like four quid or something like that. It wasn't that bad. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say it. So I had to go and buy a new motherboard. I had to go buy a new motherboard. No. <laughs> no, thankfully, there's like a couple And I'm of... just sitting here rubbing my hands going, I'm picking up all his secondhand stuff. I mean, I have a GPU going that will definitely overheat your computer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I we we can talk after this podcast, but if you buy a new case and a new motherboard... Yeah, I have, case, I have, I have a pretty solid CPU and a pretty solid GPU going free now, so. Oh, fair enough. Um, actually I actually have two GPUs going free now. I need to just sell one of those. Um, you really do. There's a thing called Gumtree. I know. I'm so lazy. Uh, but yeah, the moral of this story, the moral of this story is just when you buy a motherboard, and there's little plastic bits on it that look like dust covers, and you don't think you need them, keep them anyway, just in case. <laughs> Because don't be a Kieran. Don't fuck us up. <sighs> but my PC's pretty good now. It runs good. Division 2 runs at like 6 frames a second with everything turned on, which is cool. Look, Well, that, that game... I've not played enough Division 2 to talk about it. That's why it's not on my list. It's under general PC stuff. But... I don't know, that game doesn't look that, game's that nice. Good. It looks... It's good, but it's not... I'm not as impressed with the graphics as I thought I'd be. It looks kind of similar to the first one, but it doesn't have as much of the charm because it doesn't have the kind of wintry city look of it. Like, it turns out when you take the winter out of the wintry city, it's just the city. Um, oh god, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I played a little bit of Metro Exodus. That runs really well. That looks really pretty. Forza runs better now. So I'll probably talk more about Forza Horizon 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can finally drive through Edinburgh in that game without my frame rate tanking, which is <laughs> the thing that always. It was like one of the things that stopped me playing that game. Honestly, was that every time you drove through Edinburgh, the frame rate dropped from like sixty to thirty, and I was like, "What is going on? Why is everything in slow motion? Just like real Edinburgh? Uh, these tram lines will never reach Leith." Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to reach Leith ever. Oh, Leith's alright. Leith's alright. The hipsters are fixing it. Um, They're doing that everywhere. Yeah, well, it depends on what you count as fixing, I guess. But yeah, that's, that's, that was all I wanted to rant about. Um, I have a PC now, so I'll probably be playing more PC games. Anno, Anno 1800? I think it's a new Anno game. Is out soon, so I might pick that up. Yep, yep talk about some city building at some point in the future you should definitely check out i've been watching someone play uh called Da-da, give me a second to remember what it's called because i can't remember this is it a caveman one yes With dawn of man that. dawn of man should, uh you yeah you should go get dawn of man and play it i should i can't play i can't run it well people. yes says by the survivor mars people um, really good it seems cool I don't really need more city builders because I've got a ton that I've not really played much of but I've been playing the oh do you know what you should play in a PC you know what you should play Magic Apex Gathering. oh yes actually I installed that and played a little bit of it uh, people on PC are very good at that game as it turns out There, I think there's actually a bigger player base for it on PC than a, most other platforms for it yeah I think someone surprised me too much. It's hard. 
I've done way worse at that game on PC than I do on console. Uh, I think part of that's just I've not played a lot of shooters on PC in a while, so my mouse and keyboard skills are lacking. But, you know, I'm getting there. Like I said, Rage 2 will be out soon, so that'll get me back up to speed. <laughs> Maybe I'll replay Doom. Who knows? Um, I think we're going to skip the news this week. Has there been much, really? Uh, there's a bunch, because it's been like three weeks. So... There's been a lot of stuff, uh, but we will skip it. Um, let's quickly do new releases, though, if this page ever loads. I'm very worried, because sometimes when pages take a really long time to load on this computer, my Wi-Fi suddenly cuts out, which is not how, oh. not how a like, three grand Mac is meant to work. Nope, it's working fine. Okay. Um, so we are looking for games that come out on the week ending... April 19th? Yes. yes. April 19th. So. I had to think about that there. Yeah, same. It's like, Jesus, what the fuck? Yeah, it's usually what easier. What day of the week is it? <laughs> it's a day earlier than we usually record. Um, on the 16th, like I said before, we have Anno 1800 for the PC. Uh, for the Switch on the 16th as well, we have the Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remasters. Nice. Um, I'm probably kind of want to probably pick one of those up before I go on holiday. I think they're only bundled. I don't know if you can buy them separately like you could in other consoles. I'm happy enough to buy both. Yeah, fair. And only play X2 because it's the better one. Oh, Jesus. Um, I like X2, but I don't think I can go that far. I can't walk that road with you, Paul. Um... It does have that massage mini game though. <laughs> hmm. Um, Final Fantasy Ten to best Final Fantasy ever made. It's got the pop music. Um, Cuphead's coming to Switch as well on the eighteenth. That'll be really cool. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one I don't think we've had a podcast since that was announced. Did we? I don't not. I've not been here. Uh, we probably haven't. Which case, that means we haven't talked about like that uh, Crypt and Necrodancer Zelda game either. That looks cool. Um, Katana Zero comes out on the 18th as well, which is like a cool looking 2D platformer where he plays a ninja. Uh, Our World Has Ended is coming out on PS4 and Switch on the 18th as well. That's some P-Cube game that's made to look as much like The World Ends With You as it can, but it's not... Uh, Deathmark comes to Switch on 19th. I have no idea what that is. Jake Hunter Detective Story Ghost of the Dusk is coming to 3DS on 19th. Remember 3DS? Yeah, yeah. Still getting games apparently. Hey, as long as people are still enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, this one's was it, uh, Ghost Giants for the PSVR coming out on 19th. Don't know what that is either. Uh, that was something that we didn't talk about because we skipped news, but Sony announced like a shit ton of PSVR games. The ones Yeah, I've seen I've seen those. The ones um, we I'm... probably care about being No Man's Sky, he's getting a VR mode, and Iron Man. There's an Iron Man VR game. Which looked kind of rubbish in the trailer, but people got hands-on with it and everyone came out of it going, No, it's good. The trailer's just bad. <laughs> Fair so, enough. That's pretty cool. Because uh, it looked like an Unreal shooter. But apparently, it did. It's, apparently it's not. Apparently you have like full control over flying and you can use oh, the move that's... controllers to do 
you know, the Iron Man thing where you're like changing your direction based on your hands, like blasting out jets, which seems That's cool. Pretty damn cool. Um, that could be good. I don't have PSVR though. Um, Wasteland 2 Director's Cut is coming to Switch on 19th as well. And that's the last thing we've got listed here. Um, I don't have the eShop oh, I, I, open. But... I meant to play Wasteland 2 when it first came out, so I might pick it up it's on Switch. good. It's not amazing, but it's good. Um, well, you're not really it. selling it, so... It's, it's trying to be like old-school Wasteland or Fallout. And it doesn't quite nail it. Like, it's not got the budget of one of those kind of games. But it is close. It's just like, it catches the spirit. It's, it's still fun. It's got a bit more of like an XCOM-y kind of battle system. Um, but yeah, that's that's the new releases. We'll skip the news. And that means we only have one thing left in the docket. And that is Paul talks about wrestling. Oh, are we, gonna, are we, are we really going to do this? I mean, all right, you have five minutes, go. So I have not watched a full WWE show in six months, probably slightly more. I've been way more into the stuff coming out of New Japan and Ring of Honor and all the indie stuff. All the indie stuff. <laughs> anywhere um, AEW shows up, it's like all right, I'll watch AEW. that. <laughs> yeah, anywhere AEW shows up, cannot wait for Double or Nothing. Yeah, that's um, gonna be great. That may be the first like wrestling thing that I watched all the way through for the first time in a while yeah um unless it's terrible w- which would be this wwe has been boring me there's been a few storylines i've been keeping my interest and i've been keeping up with them via kind of replay clips and twitter yeah. and stuff like that and it got to mania weekend and for the first time ever i was or the first time in about five six years i said i'm not gonna watch Mania. Uh, and then I watched Mania. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling. Well, actually, it's not that much wrestling, but it's a lot of wrestling shows. Oh, no, no, no. Let, let me put it out here to you. I, I watched Mania, but I also watched NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's another three hours. That, that's another three hours on top of these. Yeah, but NXT is actually like three hours of wrestling. WWE, like proper, is like three hours of wrestling and five hours of show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, especially WrestleMania, NXT, it's like, ah, we've got all this stuff, and it's like, I don't need your two-hour pre-show. Come on. Come on. Uh, well, no one needs well, that. The pre-show, the pre-show actually has matches in it nowadays. It's got cruiserweight stuff in it. It has oh, raw true. It had, titles in it. It had, like, the one of, like, two matches I was actually interested in this year on it. Um, and I forgot already what it was. That's pretty bad. So yeah, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn was actually really good, as you would expect. It's NXT. It, 90% of the time, in my opinion, always outperforms the main roster show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the tag match with Al- Alistair Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders was absolutely phenomenal to see the War Raiders, who are you ever seen them very big guys mm-hmm. um compete in the stakes of doing top rope maneuvers and flippy maneuvers alongside and keeping up with ricochet was pretty insane um alistair black just anytime that man wrestles is phenomenal to watch yeah uh that was a great that was a great match um 
the tag match for, well, not the tag match, the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Women's title was really good. Absolute shame it ended in Shayna Baszler keeping the title because <laughs> we need to get rid of her and Rousey and all flipping uh, four of those. That was all the four thing. of those UFC women. They need to go and they need to be gone very, very quickly. As much as opinion, they kind of, you know, did this the good thing of like, hey, we put, you know, a women's match kind of at the start or at the kind of the forefront of this, like a main event thing. The fact that it's like also Ronda Rousey's in it, it's like, oh, come on, I know you're trying to push her, but come on, she's the fucking I mean, worst. I think she's actually gone um, now. I it wouldn't surprise gone. me. She never seemed like she was um, there for a long period of time. She apparently broke her hand. Jesus. Uh, during that match. Um, that is the reports I've seen coming out of it. I've not followed up with that. No. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I watched all of Mania. Um, I say I watched all of Mania. I skipped through hours worth of Mania and watched the matches I cared about. Um, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. That ended the way I wanted it to end, and I could not have been happier, and it was the best way for that show to start. It put everyone on a high. Lesnar no longer has the belt, and... God, does it feel good and am I interested to watch again? Yeah. Um, and then you've got... You had the Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan match. Uh, this has been built super, super well. Um, they knew what they were doing. The New Day making, you know, you know, we don't feel like we're... We're liked in this company and blah, 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 blah. Um, it's been built so amazingly well and the see Kofi take that title was just the exact right finish for that match yeah and that was actually one of the few matches I should watch that was really good um and Kofi and Daniel Bryan put on a hell of a show yeah they did uh AJ Styles versus Orton I was kind of interested in it because I like AJ it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be no um it felt pretty lackluster. The women's match was really good and it ended the exact way it should have um, if Becky did not take both of those belts and win that match. I feel like there would have been an absolute fan riot. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, nice to see Becky walking around with two belts. Kofi has a belt. Um, Finn Balor got the IC title back. I absolutely adore Finn Balor. I love the fact that when he comes out as a demon... He has a completely different move set than he does as just standard Finn Balor. Yeah, um, cool. uh, he, he does finish with the same move, the coup de gras. But yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, WrestleMania is a lot of wrestling to get through. It is um, a lot of wrestling, especially if you watch the other stuff like you did. Kudos to you if you watched that live and stayed up to about five in the morning. I used oh. to do that, but with the advent of the WWE Network, I don't anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> I go to my bed and watch it at my leisure. And just avoid spoilers. Fun. So yeah. That's me talking about wrestling. Oh yeah, and and speaking of AAW, they're showing up at CEO if you're into fighting games. <laughs> yes, the Fighter Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Aww. it, they're doing a whole marketing thing for it where they're ripping off the Fire Festival. Uh, for, yeah, if you don't know what Fire Festival Kenny... is, go watch that Netflix documentary because it's a fucking disaster. It will um, blow your freaking mind that it is actually a really good documentary. It's a good documentary because it doesn't... It goes out of its way to make sure you don't think 
the guy that ran it was anything less than a scammer. Yeah, like and a they, complete douchebag. Yeah, they spend the first like five ten minutes maybe leaving you the, is he a scammer or is he just you know really really stupid, and then by then by like not even then like halfway through it they're just like, okay, and uh, here's how we know he was a scammer. <laughs> like here's the previous scams he did. Here's him literally phoning up people that were on the fire festival list and trying to sell them more scams. And it's like, all right, cool. Why did he let you record this? <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, um, and here's him going to jail. Yeah, he's never going to jail. He didn't really go to jail. Um, but yeah, AEW are like joking with that. Like they took the fire festival trailer. I don't know if you saw this bit, Paul. They took the Fire Festival trailer and cut it up with like AEW stuff in it. Yeah, no, I see it. Um, with like really shitty like cutouts of them dancing in one of the scenes. It's really bad. It's great. Um, yeah, and then also like they all posted the like orange square that the Fire Festival made all the influencers use. Yeah, it's just it was, superb it's fantastic they're those they seem like fun people and i'm very excited to see them actually do a wrestling show because yeah i want a promotion from yeah. them oh wait we're getting one yes please yeah exactly and like a full show probably as well which is coming um but like those guys yeah. seem fun and they've been doing their whole um you know be the better be be being the elite i can say words being the elite um, video series for a while. It's about two and a half years old now. Yeah, right. And yeah. most weeks it's still really good. And even when it's not good, it usually has at least a good sequence or two in it. Yes. The second thing, you can't do a weekly show like that and always fucking nail it every time. But they. But come somehow close. every week they manage to have something of importance in it. I think it's because if there's uh, ever a week where they're a bit, you know, they're not doing so great, they just throw Kenny Omega on the screen and it's like, all right, cool. He, he can do something fun. <laughs> Entertain the us, whole, Kenny. The whole part with Kenny Omega doing what character he was going to choose. In Resident in Evil Resident before Evil. he signed for EW. That's yeah, was, still uh, one of my favorite things they've done. Oh, I just... They're so dumb, but it's so great. It's fantastic. But yeah, the, this is all because they're going to CEO, which is like a big fighting game tournament in... Uh, oh my god, where is Florida. it? It's in Florida. Florida. It's in... What's the name of the beach? The, the... Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, Daytona Beach. Um, which is a bit controversial because they did it there last year and uh, a lot of people said, hey, this sucks as a venue because it feels very unsafe, especially if you're not white. <laughs> And it's like, ah, unfortunate. Um, but hopefully it's a bit better for them this year, especially if they've got a bunch of big wrestlers there as well. Uh, um, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a fighting game tournament, but they're actually going to have live and action wrestling happen. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, yeah, so that's your wrestling minute. There are probably 10, actually. 10, yeah. Um... I wanted to briefly mention books because I've been reading a lot recently rather than playing games. This is completely yeah. off the rails. This is off the rails. That's the thing. Like Mike goes away and we can talk about wherever we want. And what I want to talk about is books. This is the Paul and Kieran podcast. I had a book podcast that lasted an episode. <laughs> um, I know. I edited it and then waited uh, happily for the next one to come along. You know, lots of other things came up. 
it's the reason I bought this nice Zoom U24 thing that I'm using right now. It got me to switch to using, um, fuck, what do you call the cables? XLRs. XLRs. I'm using proper XLR microphones now. No more USB. I'm not really taking advantage of using an XLR microphone, but I have one. Um, yes, I read a book recently called The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. And I just wanted to mention it in this podcast because that book is very, very good. And I read it in four days, which is like faster Damn. than I've read a book in a long time. Like, it's not a That's short book. It's like 308 or so pages. It's like, it's, it's not a long book, but it's not a short book. It's a kind of, um, it's like a kind of uh, Starship Troopers-y kind of, like, big corporations run Earth and they you know, feed their propaganda machine to everyone that works for, you know, works in quotation marks, you know, scare quotes. Yeah. Everyone that works for them, but really it's just everyone that lives in the areas they control. Um, Works for them. Yeah, exactly. At one point, uh, an event called the Blink happens and basically a weapon that they couldn't identify destroys an entire city and kills everyone there. And so they declare war on Mars because they're like, Mars did it. Let's go Mars. We're going to show them who's boss. I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all. They don't actually say that, but they come really fucking close. All um, right, Johnny Rico. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they, the, the core kind of like conceit and like framing setup for like the book is that the main character joins this military and their whole thing is they they can turn people into light to drop them in places. Like, you can't travel faster than light, so we turn you into literal light and that lets us drop you places really fast. But yeah. doing that involves disassembling people into, you know, light, transferring them somewhere else and then putting them back together. And that doesn't always work. So there's a lot of, like, weird body horror stuff of, like, people getting teleported into plants or coming together with their arms through their torsos and things like that uh but the main character comes back together in a different part of the war like they come they come together during a deployment that hasn't happened yet okay and basically that is the the core conceit is just that their drops are happening different periods of time they're bouncing around seeing the war out of order and it's really cool i really recommend it it's called the light brigade they go some places. Um, I think that's our off-topic part of the podcast. Yeah. I think that's our podcast. Watching any good movies, Paul? Uh, saw Shazam. Shazam was pretty good. It's pretty good. I liked it more than I thought I would. Booked my tickets for Avengers today. Oh, I've not done that yet. I need to book tickets for Hellboy as well, actually. I might be seeing Hellboy next week. Uh, what am I going to see this weekend? Uh something park adventure park oh is it adventure park it might be adventure park that movie looks like a movie if it exists yeah i'm probably think we'll go see that this weekend that's that's part of work though so i get paid to go see it regardless that's pretty good i yep. saw captain marvel that movie is that's very really good. good too i really like that i think i like the one shazam uh um, as much yeah as I no shazam. i'll agree with that shazam was pretty good i'm good shazam though. was like really close to being great for me but didn't quite 
there was just something about it that was just slightly off. I was like, ah, you're so close. I'm very happy they've you know teased Shazam too. Like, I hope that. Oh happens. yeah, definitely. They need to. It's like the first DC movie I've actually given a shit about. It's great. Yeah, like um, I, it's the first DC movie I've went. I want another one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I finally, I finally shifted. I finally saw um Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That's great. That movie that is fucking great. fantastic. It's amazing. One of the best movies of last year. Yes, I agree. It well deserves the Oscar that it got. I was mm-hmm. kind of skeptical. Because no, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I was kind of skeptical, so everyone was like, oh, this is, like, the best. One of the best superhero movies, one of the best animated movies. And I was like, I don't know, it's just a fucking Spider-Man movie. Come on, guys. Uh, and I watched it, I was like, oh, no, okay, yeah, no, it is. No, you, we you weren't lying. <laughs> You're right, it's fucking great. Um, We're not lying. Give me my goddamn Spider-Gwen game. I want Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen in that, Spider-Gwen in that movie was perfectly done. <laughs> She's so good. Um... But yes, that is us for this week. Thought I'd throw in some off-topic stuff because we haven't recorded in a while and, you know, it's better than us just talking about the news. That's true. And um. But now it's the news section. All right, so Brexit got delayed. So... Oh, God, no, no, no. <laughs> End this year. We're now a Brexit podcast and will be for the next seven years as we go through Brexit. Um... <laughs> no... No. Uh, anything else you want to add? I refuse. I'm out. Good, yeah. Good evening. Goodbye. Where can they find us for um, the tweets? The tweets? They can find us on Twitter at GlitchFreeGaming. And where can they find us on the Facebooks? By searching for GlitchFreeGaming. And what's our email address for sending in questions? Uh, I got you there. I actually don't know. I know the. Uh, I'm ninety yeah. percent sure it's podcast at glitchfreegaming dot com. It is podcast at glitchfreegaming dot com. Not... I got the Twitter wrong because it's at glitchfreegame on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck, it's the easy one to get wrong, guys. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at youtube dot com slash user slash glitchfreegame. Yeah, to sure. Say. Sure. Let me double check that. It's not channel. I know that much. It's uh, user slash glitch free game. Yeah. Uh, we have nothing new at the moment on the YouTube channel, but we will soon. Uh, we had the last stuff that went up was our game of the year stuff for the end of 2018. Um, and a review of Shapeshifting Detective, which was a while ago at this point. But I'm finally getting Ben's game of the year stuff up, which I'm really late with because I have been busy over the past like month. So. That's going to go up soon. I have a backlog of videos to go up. We're going to have stuff going up relatively regularly for at least a few weeks in a row. So that'll be pretty fun. And Paul and I are definitely going to do another NES happy hour at some point. Yes. It might need to be longer than an hour because we have four months of games to catch up on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Cortez, six months of games to catch up on. Thanks, YouTube, for having the month counter on it. Um... Yeah, that's... I think that's everything. Play video games. Or don't. Or don't. Bye.